Welcome to Intersection <laughs> Church Podcast. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get back in here. Oh yeah, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. Um, and just for introduction, for those of you who don't know, I am Pastor JD. I'm Luke. And I'm Paige. Cool. <laughs> and um, so we're hopping on because I just want to give us uh, some context of what these next couple podcasts are going to be about. So as a church, we're going through the book of Acts right now. And for whatever we don't go through on a Sunday morning, we're going to pick up the following verses through podcast form. So over the next couple of weeks, you'll see podcasts coming out. Um, after our messages, if we don't uh, follow the text on a Sunday morning in a linear way. Mm -hmm. So we'll pop over the podcast uh, so we're not skipping through. And we're going through the book, Acts chapter 1 through 13. Um, so, yeah. So for the spirit of jumping right in. Spirit of jumping right in. Yes, sir. Uh, we are talking about replacing Judas today. But before we talk about replacing Judas, I want to talk about this Judas weather we have bro, in Ohio. Come on. I mean, we had 80 degrees in sunny northwest Ohio, yeah. and it turns out that it was sunny in northeast Ohio the other day, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paige was like, man, it's 80 degrees yeah. and over in Ravenna right now. I was like, Paige, it was 80 degrees here, too. But what Ohio does, it betrays you. Yeah. I, Ohio, if if weather what could be a person in Ohio, yeah. it would be Judas, a hundred percent. Sneaky. It's like finding out that your relationship is way worse than you thought it was. Yeah, it's like ooh. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's sunny. You thought it was so good. Look, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, you thought it was so good. But I started the day with pants, but yeah. it was so good to me that I changed. I changed in the shorts. Then they dropped a bomb on you. Boom, 30 degrees. Yep, because they feel you get comfortable. No. <laughs> <laughs> there he is in the distance. Yep. This weather betrayed us with a kiss. Yep. How dare you? Now you all died in, in the snow and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> looking crazy. Looking no crazy. <laughs> but you know who was looking crazy? Jesus. That's right. Because he knew what wow. Judas was about. Wow. Look wow. at that segue. Did you like that? <laughs> Did you good. like that? That's why he's the pastor. Mmm. Is that why? Yeah, I okay. think so. So I don't know. I'm going to be referencing um, Acts chapter 1, 12 through 26. And um, it's right after Jesus has ascended into heaven. And now the disciples are going back to the upper room where they were once with Jesus. And uh, they are one man short. And that is Judas. So they cast lots. And they cast lots for who was going to replace Judas. And it turns out that it's a man named Matthias. And um, like over the years, when I really think about Judas and those type of things, I really, really, really uh, feel as though there's a lot of people that could probably relate with Judas. Um, because when you think about Judas, you always think about, him at the end of his life, the person mm -hmm. who betrayed Jesus, and he's always cast in such this negative light, and mm -hmm. he was the guy that was, you know, worried about the money when they really are saying that he was worried about himself and uh, and all those things. But I really, really, really do believe um, that there was a point where Judas loved Jesus, yeah. and we also know that Jesus loved Judas. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a time when Judas was going out and healing the sick and 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 doing miracles with the other yeah. disciples and was a part of that. And so 
with that, it just goes to show in our human nature that there can be times when we love the Lord and we can operate out of relationship with him, but there can be a moment of offense Mm -hmm. that happens of because you don't like how Jesus operates. And we see that throughout Mm -hmm. the course of the Bible, how Judas got more and more offended at the ministry of Jesus. He was on board at the beginning when he's like, oh yeah, the new kingdom is here. Mm -hmm. This is the Messiah. And that's creating a picture, I believe, of Judas. Like, I'm going to be a part of something huge and amazing and awesome. Mm -hmm. But when it wasn't turning out how he thought, um, he little by little and through a series of offenses yeah. uh, became the person that betrayed Jesus. No, yeah, that's really good because I feel like that that is very real today within people's walks. <clears throat> but I think it's important to talk like where does that come from? Like wh- why why did Judas go that way? What was he doing that was different than the other disciples who also had the mindset of what they thought the Messiah should be? Mm-hmm. What was different with Judas's perspective? And how does that relate to today? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I think it's a great question. Um, I think it has to do with humility. Yeah. I think the disciples, more so outside of Judas, had a mindset of humility to change or to be redirected, to be transformed mm-hmm. based on what Jesus taught them and according to what Jesus was showing them. I think Judas was more set in his ways mm. and believing that his his way of thinking or his perspective or views were either just as right or more right mm. than Jesus than Jesus's. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so he was hoping in all actuality that Jesus would adjust to him mm-hmm. wow. and his influence. Wow. But Jesus didn't. Yeah, and so because Jesus didn't, it caused Jesus him to question whether Jesus was the Messiah. Because when he came to Jesus, he saw him in a certain way, mm-hmm. but he saw himself a part of the the new move or the new kingdom, yeah, and having an influence in that kingdom, yeah. But he wasn't willing to surrender. Or die to himself or deny himself to be a part of that kingdom, which mm-hmm. was obviously a um, a prerequisite mm-hmm. to being in that kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> we, I mean, we, we all saw a movie last night. I feel like we're yeah. going to reference it. Yeah. But I'll be the first to reference it. But in the movie, it was a, a perspective of a demon. And one thing that he talked about. It's called Nefarious. Yeah, yeah. Nefarious. One thing that he talked about is that they need a series of yeses. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Bible talks about like sin leads to sin, you know, yeah. just you go deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think you can see that within the walk of Judas as of, of him, like rebuking, you know, the lady who poured out the oil, the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these different series of, of Judas wanting money and, and hungry for that rather than yeah. having the perspective of the kingdom. Right. Um, to lead him to where he's at now. But I think that it, it is a it's a, a real thing and it can be a scary thing for people who are desiring to, to grow closer to the Lord. You know, if, if they look at their past and they're like, I, I have, you know, gone through these series of yeses in a way that I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Where do I go from here? Like, like, I don't want to be a Judas. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 And I think that's important to understand that Judas didn't become Judas or the infamous name that we all know 
whether believers, even unbelievers know who mm-hmm. Judas is. But he didn't become that overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He became that over a process of time and over a series of events and a series of offenses as mm-hmm. well at Jesus that mm-hmm. ultimately caused him to betray Jesus and do what he did. But it wasn't just like all of a sudden, I don't believe. It was just a, a series of things that caused him to um, act in that way mm-hmm. and to do those things over time, mm-hmm. of course. And I think it's important to realize that first, like you said, even when people are evaluating themselves, but even people who may become Judases in our lives, um, whether personally, whether in ministry, mm-hmm. that those things usually don't happen right off the bat, but they mm-hmm. happen over yeah. a span of time and over a series of events that cause that offense in their heart to kind of culminate yeah. to where they do betray or do something mm. like that. I, I believe even at that time when Judas was coming to betray Jesus, he called him a friend. Jesus still. did, yeah. Jesus called Judas a friend, mm-hmm. which is an interesting dynamic to me for Jesus to know. And he told Judas, whatever you're going to do, go and do it quickly. Mm-hmm. And so he knew that Judas was going to betray betray him. But it also, to me, in this whole thing, as much as we're talking about replacing Judas, it shows me the character of Jesus, mm-hmm. of how loving, how patient and how tolerant mm-hmm. he is of people, even at their most wicked and evil of ways. Mm-hmm. And how unmoved he is in in his nature and who he's called to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that it was prophesied that Jesus was going to be betrayed. but And, it, and I believe, um, if my memory serves me right, it says that, it says that Judas was set, a, set apart to betray Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, complexity, the complexities of that, I don't understand, nor do I think we need to go into it. But mm-hmm. I say all that to say, regardless of what... Um, Regardless of uh, of what the context is, man, I lost my thought. Uh, but anyways, uh, I liked where it was going. Yeah, man. I did too, and I just could, but I lost it because I, I, I'm really my mind actually went into complexities of Judas being set apart to betray Jesus. <laughs> so we should uh, talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's Ooh, get into I it. Like One it. thing yeah. God does is you can find in the Bible is that He deals with people, and He destines and predestines people which i know is a a taboo topic Mm -hmm. based on their hearts Mm, say that and so he predestined job Mm -hmm. to be tested based on his heart of integrity Mm. that's what the bible says he has a heart of integrity and job said that job said though you slay me yet will i trust you and i hold Mm. fast my integrity and so he chose David to be king based on him being a man after his own heart. He chased after the heart of God. Mm. And so Judas was predestined based on what God knew his heart posture would be mm. during his lifetime. Mm. Gotcha. And his heart. Not was, necessarily that he had to make the decision no. to betray Jesus, yes. but somebody with a heart posture like Judas He became the one qualified. Mm. 
wow. to wow. do that job based on because the it was going to be because somebody's heart who was like Judas's would be the one who would be qualified exactly. to betray Jesus. Yeah. So it didn't have to be Judas, Judas no. but it could have been mm-hmm. someone who was like kind and hard. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. that is really he good. became that's a qualified one. Yeah, and if we want to dive deep into it, Satan tried to get it to be Peter. Oh yeah, Satan's he tried to get to it to be Peter to keep him from going to death and then to get him to betray Jesus mm. and deny him. And that's when Jesus yeah, said, but Jesus him. said, Satan came to me and desired to sift you as wheat. He said, but I prayed for you. And so, and it was because Peter's a love. He for said Jesus. that to Peter. Yes. Jesus said mm-hmm. that to Peter, Peter that yes, Satan Jesus desired to sift you like wheat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I prayed for you. And so, mm. but Peter maintained his love for Jesus. And that was confirmed even after the resurrection, when they sat down, for breakfast at Seaside, and he asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said yes, and he told him, feed my sheep. But what Judas had lost was a genuine love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he be- became a follower by duty mm-hmm. instead of being a follower by relationship. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. Can't be- do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so in doing that, Satan had space in his heart. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said right before Judas betrayed him, he said, the prince of this world has come. Mm-hmm. He said, talking about Satan, he said, he came in here. He said, but he had nothing in me. Mm. So, but he told the disciples prior to that in John 15, he said, abide in me and I in mm. you. So every disciple who made the conscious decision to stick with Jesus and to abide in his love in that mm. time was covered. Mm-hmm. But Judas didn't choose to abide in Jesus. Mm. Wow. He stayed out of that intimate place with Jesus. And so Satan found a place in his heart. And the Bible says at that point, Satan entered his heart and yeah. used him. Judas didn't even know it was him. Right. That would do it until that moment. Well, that's how that's how Satan does. does. Yeah. He, he, he uses the spaces that we don't give to God. Yeah. And that's I think that that if I wanted to focus on anything, it's like don't give Satan space. In your anywhere in your heart or anywhere, don't hold on to anything in your life mm-hmm. so tightly that then Satan can use it against against to Jesus. Pull you away from God, yeah. pull, because it's just like because that's where he puts expectations in your mind and in your heart. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus doesn't, and when Jesus doesn't uphold those expectations, he's right. like, look at him. He's he's not yeah. good. He's not faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not diligent to you. And it kind of becomes yeah. as me and you talked about a little bit last night. And a side conversation, it becomes the Jesus you create in your mind. Mm. Yep. Who you think Jesus should be. Mm-hmm. And and that becomes, it sounds weird to say, but that becomes your idol. Mm-hmm. Instead of the Jesus of the Bible. Yeah. Who, through the Bible, he shows you his personality and nature. But you create a Jesus that's most comfortable or most mm. relatable to you and your viewpoint and perspectives of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your values. And if you do that, then it's impossible for you to be transformed. Yeah. You won't be transformed if you create the Jesus that is in perfect line with what you believe. Mm-hmm. Because the reason we need transformed is because he's not like us mm-hmm. and his ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. But when we start to formulate a Jesus that, um, that we can love comfortably, mm-hmm. instead of being challenged by a Jesus who's pulling us higher and transforming us, then we're falling into Satan's trap mm-hmm. and we're not serving as the Bible says, the one true God, who he truly is. And a part of that, I think you were hitting on as well is a lot of us, when we God, 
will oftentimes wait until the times when it's close to happening to reveal to us potential Judases in our lives. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't always been perfected in love mm-hmm. deep enough to know as Jesus did who would betray him from the beginning and still love him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still anoint him, mm-hmm. still give him his authority. Mm-hmm. So we'll be like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. Which You're is a snake. So, which, is, a snake. which is so and crazy. We'll be watching you from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. 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 Even though we know. And so Jesus maintained a heart of what he called being just mm-hmm. and being, um, what's the word, um, of meekness. Mm-hmm. And so... He knew what would happen, but it didn't change his nature of who mm-hmm. he was. So you know, you when you can consistently love God and love people, you know that you are continually in the will of God because it never, Jesus knowing everything about Judas, it never hindered the way that he loved him. Right. His love goes beyond, his nature. love went beyond knowledge, yes. beyond what he knew about Judas, his yep. love still yep. pursued him. Yep. So would you say a way that we can know if our heart is offended towards Jesus is the way that we can continue to pursue God and to pursue people in love? Absolutely. Because I feel like that's what makes Peter, who had anger issues, yeah. that's who made Thomas, who had doubting issues, mm-hmm. and all the other disciples who we know for a fact had hiding issues, yeah. because all of them all of them hid after Jesus went to the Everything, cross. Yeah. Their fears got found out mm-hmm. right after that, how much they actually truly believed in Jesus. Right. But in that, they still followed him. Yeah. Peter still followed Jesus, right. even though he was an angry person. Right. Thomas still followed Jesus, although he, he was a yeah. doubting person. Yeah. But Judas was the person that allowed his insecurity to overcome him to the point to separate him from yep, Jesus. And, turn him away from and to turn him away from following him. Yeah. So it's not about if you have anger issues, if you have doubt, or if you have those things. To say, do those things continue Mm-hmm. to keep you away from Jesus or, you just, or do you decide to follow Jesus through your doubt, through your anger, through yeah. your frustrations? Right. And that's another conversation we were having mm-hmm. is learning how w- there is a way to, that we can show Jesus we love him and can be pure in heart with our indeficiencies that we have, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's pride, arrogance, and those things. And I think a lot of people feel as though they can't continue to pursue and run mm-hmm their race as Christians, as strong with those things in their life. And I don't believe that that's true. And a lot of times, if we're we're being honest, a lot of times we feel that as we get closer to God. Mm. And as we get closer to God. Saying that, we feel feel what? Our insecurities, our our inadequacies, our, our inabilities, as we get closer to God. But all that is, is God highlighting that to you. Mm-hmm. But we feel that because it's highlighted to us, now it's all of a sudden being highlighted to God mm-hmm. when he knew that from the beginning. Right. The day we got saved, he knew all of that. And so we allow those things. We're like, because I have all these things, I can't um, function or, or accomplish the will of God in my life, being empowered by his spirit to do so. But God is not... Um, turned or moved by those things just like you said his love is beyond knowledge Mm -hmm. and so he's loving us as a person as a soul beyond what he knows about us and he has a will for us and he believes in that will and he believes that we can accomplish that will 
being joined with him mm-hmm. no matter what our um failures or flaws are and so i think the lord's will is perfect yeah. regardless if you know it or not for your life yeah exactly. he has a perfect will that is attainable yeah and so nothing can hinder you from his perfect will and uh no, nothing that he's giving you is yeah. going to hinder no. you from not accomplishing that perfect will. It's right. only by your choice not to walk in it is right. the only reason why you won't right. accomplish that right. perfect will and, that he has. And that goes to the point that he told Paul that my grace is sufficient. Grace mm. is sufficient for what? All your weaknesses. All your he weaknesses. said my strength is made perfect so for your weakness. Wow. So I've already supplied all the grace, which is empowerment from God, mm-hmm. that you need for all of your weaknesses. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to worry about your weaknesses being the reason you can't accomplish something because my grace has provided sufficient empowerment and in the midst of those things. Wouldn't that be Romans eight twenty eight? Was a <laughs> well the part where he says that he makes all things work together for yeah, you for yeah, those who yeah. are called according to his yeah. prayer. It's not that it was yep, in that's his right. it's that's n- what it's Romans eight twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it's not that um it's not that the decisions that you make were in God's perfect will, mm-hmm. but he's saying when you come back to God, he makes all things work together for his, for your good, for yeah. those yeah. who walk in righteousness to mm-hmm. God, right. Right? right? And listen to him. He's saying that he will use those things to be ca- like to come right mm-hmm. back on to the path mm-hmm. of what his will was. Right. And so you, it's not like you went over here and now you're no longer in God's perfect will. Yeah. He'll use all that stuff that happened yeah. when you turn back to him and continue to run towards him. Yeah. And then he makes it a part of that yeah. inheritance that yeah. you will, your yeah. of your will. Yeah. In our weakness, he is strong right. within mm-hmm. that situation. He, revives it yeah and he makes it makes us whole but with that there's also a level of when we you know come into relationship with jesus and those things are being exposed to us yeah you know that there is the mindset of like trying to hide like adam and eve did when they first felt that shame but then there's also the factor of understanding that in our weakness he is strong right Mm -hmm. and so like the enemy wants us to hide but yeah and it, the fact of the matter is, like, God wants wants us to see that in order for us to glorify him even more. Right. Mm-hmm. And and all of that is truth. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us to all truth. So as we grow in our relationship with God, we're coming into greater truth about ourselves. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the depth of our nature, our sins, our weaknesses, oh, yeah. our yeah. strengths, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our abilities, our inabilities. And so he's bringing us into greater understanding of who we are, mm-hmm. as well as the greater understanding of who Jesus is. And so, like you said, we can try to hide from that, but that's a sign that you're walking in truth. Yeah. And I feel to relate to that scripture, it says that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's where Judas fell. Yeah. It couldn't work for his good because he stopped loving the Lord. That was the right. difference between him and Peter. Right. Peter kept loving the Lord, so it turned for his good, mm. but Judas didn't. Yeah. Because he stopped loving him. He didn't remain in the love of God. Wow. Yeah. And so because he didn't remain in the love of God, he failed. And love what? Never fails. Never fails. So as long as we continue loving the Lord, as imperfect as we are, we can always overcome. Mm-hmm. It's when we stop loving the Lord and following him. Yeah. that our life and that's what makes sense of the verse he says be perfect as i am perfect yeah because when you rest in him yeah. in his perfection his perfection covers you it's not Absolutely. saying that you will be perfect right but he's saying be perfect as i am perfect yep. which means that as long as you're in me and whoever abides in me my perfection my mm-hmm. grace my empowerment covers every weakness that you have 
Yep. Man, that's good. It's it's powerful too because the scriptures prior to that talk about us loving as he does. Mm -hmm. It says how the father reigns on the just as well as the unjust Mm -hmm. and us giving our coat to those in need and going two miles with someone who asked us to go one mile Mm -hmm. and forgiving those who um, just pass against us. It talks about Mm -hmm. all those things in context of love. Mm -hmm. Then he finalizes it and says, be perfect um, as your father in heaven is perfect. But it was in context of loving. Mm. That's good. And so love is what perfects us. It's the, it's the main thing. Yeah, that's crazy. For, yeah. Uh, First John 4, I think it is. Yeah. It talks about love. Yeah. Um, but what's what's so beautiful is uh, it talks about, like, those who know God, know his love, mm-hmm. right? But with the, the, the know goes back to the word. That really means experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, like, within those situations, if they ask you go one, you go two. Yeah. It's in that situation, you are loving that person, but it's not just um, you loving them, but it's mm-hmm. them experiencing God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's, I mean, there's, I, I've heard uh, a couple of different testimonies in the last couple of weeks about people who have just experienced. So, I'll, I mean, I, even the relationship that I had with JD when I was in high school. Yeah. Like, I mean, I asked JD to mentor me to hang out like once a week. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. dude like opened up his house for me every single day. I was yeah. over there like every single day eating all their Very food, true. you know, doing all this kind Very of stuff. <laughs> Chelsea was like probably super sick of me, but it was like, I mean, <laughs> but it was the love that they had for me. Yeah. And within that love that they had for me, it was an experience of true love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that experience was a revelation mm. of Jesus's love for me. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Super good. It's, it's, it's something that, we have to take to heart so deeply when it when it comes to the love of God. Just even in context of what we're talking about with Judas, is that if we can love people who we know are going to betray us and continue to have the heart of God toward mm-hmm. them until the end, until the very moment that they betray us, Mm-hmm. We have a heart of love for them, even after it. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying just maintaining a heart of love. Then we're able to be entrusted by God in greater ways mm. because it's the lack of love that causes us to have hearts of offense. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talked about, as we were talking about earlier, people being offended, mm-hmm. believers being offended in the last days. Yeah, it's going to grow more, more yeah. and more. Wax but it's cold. because the love yeah. will wax cold. Yeah. And so we have to. Mm maintain that heart of love and understand that because of the times we're in, we're going to have people offend us or betray us or backstab us or talk about us or do whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's fair to say that the end time church or last days church is going to have to fight against a Judas spirit. Yeah, absolutely. uh, That, that, that type of spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. You brought it back to my remembrance. (laughs) The Bible calls Judas the son of perdition. Perdition means to start out one way and then to turn. Mm-hmm. And he called him the son of perdition because Satan is the father of perdition. He wow. started out one way, started out mm-hmm. good, started out with God, but turned on him wow. before the end. And so he called Judas was called the son of perdition in prophecy because he started out with Jesus, started out with God, but then he turned. And so, but it's offense that caused both of them to turn, Satan mm-hmm. and Judas. Mm-hmm. And it's offense that will cause anyone else to turn from God. Mm-hmm. Satan couldn't transform his heart and his mind to trust in the ways of God, mm-hmm. to 
to do whatever he needed God to do, whether he wanted to be more recognized, whatever it was that he desired. And it's the same thing that happens to us. God will do certain things sometimes on purpose. Peter called Jesus the rock of offense. And that means that Jesus would do things to offend certain places in us where we didn't know that we would be offended by him. Mm-hmm. And that, it's at that moment we can choose to surrender those parts of our heart to the Lord and allow him to work on those things mm-hmm. or get offended. Oh, that's Rookie mistake. <laughs> Jabroni. <this> guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, The Rock. <laughs> Speaking of Petrus. Oh, my God. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> or we can choose to get offended by God in that time and start that process of separation from God. I don't know, many times in my life, Jesus has um, asked me to do things or or have I seen things in his word that totally contradicted my train of thought mm. or even my mode of operation. And I had to choose at that moment to humble myself and adjust to his ways. Yeah and adjust to his will yeah. as opposed to operate in pride and stay mm. in my, my own way. So, so like so. every interaction that he had with the Pharisees is pretty yeah. much what yeah. that was. Yeah. So keeping it in theme of Judas, so a spirit of Judas are the son of perdition, mm-hmm. of turning. So the antagonist of that would be um, having a spirit of love, but not any type of love. I would say agape love, one that is unconditional. Right. And so if we know that, you know, that's this this type of the spirit of offense or the spirit of Judas is going to be something that comes against the church in its last days. And we're growing closer and closer to that last days as any time of which when, is sorry. Yeah. I'm not trying to cut you off, yeah. which is a part of the pattern of the life of Jesus. Yeah. It's the pattern of the ministry of Jesus like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. As Jesus' last days were approaching, he came into betrayal. Oh, and wow. Offense. And yes. the body of Christ, as the last days approach being on earth, we will come into betrayal and offense before wow. our ascension. So and it's our job as the church to yeah. posture ourselves just like Jesus mm-hmm. did and to still continue to have unconditional love yeah. and to be able to still love those people as Jesus would even call Judas friend when yeah. he knew that he was coming to betray yeah. him, mm-hmm. even with a kiss wow. and um, continue to pursue them in love. Yeah. And so in wrapping this up, um, what are some key things that you guys can see to make sure that the church stays in a place of unconditional love and keeps our hearts not waxing cold but keeps them warm fleshly beating um learning to love god with all of our heart mind soul and strength and loving people uh even when they have offended us i think you know the bible talks about being eager to maintain the unity of the spirit of peace like mm. be, be eager to maintain unity and i th- i mean eager yeah. is emphasis yeah yeah and so it's like you're not waiting for um the conversation to come to you you know if you're feeling like a fault or a disconnect like you're eager you're calling that person up you're yeah. trying to set something up as soon as possible for you to be able to because you feel some type of way yeah. you know that you shouldn't feel that type of way and you in what we were saying before of you don't want to leave space for the enemy to do anything. So not leaving that space, you have to be eager. You have to run to that opportunity for that thing, not to harden your heart or manifest itself in some type of way. 
Um, and so you're, you're running and you're trying to, to, you know, I don't see you the right way and yeah. we need to have a conversation. Reconcile Reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think. So not running from your problems, but being eager to run towards yeah. peace. Yeah. I mean, it, Pe- th- peace doesn't, you can't be a peacekeeper. You have to be a peacemaker. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. David. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead and say David, when he went to fight Goliath, it, I mean, it talks about like David came out and he started, he, he ran to Goliath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't, he didn't wait for Goliath to come. He didn't, you know, yeah. do any of that. He, he was confident. And not only did he just run to Goliath, but he, he didn't have on what Saul thought he needed to have on. Right. Mm-hmm. Saul tried to dress him up in this physical armor, yeah. mm-hmm. but David knew what he needed and yep. he was, he was, uh, he had confidence in the Lord, right? So yeah. he knew, he said that the Lord who delivered me from the mouth of the lion mm-hmm. and the, the paw of the bear, he's going to deliver me from this situation. He had that confidence right. to go into that situation. To make peace. To make peace. Because they were scared and yeah. no one wanted to address the issue of this huge giant mm-hmm. that was in their life mm-hmm. because their fear right. uh, was right. Oh man, how many of us are there because of something in our life? It seems so f- we have a giant. Yeah, yeah, there's a giant in our life, and mm-hmm. we're fearful because we don't know how to attack it. And you're saying one of the reasons we don't know how to we don't know how to attack it is because we're trusting in our own ability, yep. other than trusting 100%. in God's ability to bring that peace, mm-hmm. so yep. that we can do what needs to be done out of love for the greater good. 100. percent right. Yeah. 100. percent I, I think That's good. In in doing that, we have to learn that confrontation is not sin. Yeah. Amen. But the lack of reconciliation is. So it's how you handle (laughs) the confrontation that turns it into sin and division. Jesus had confrontation with the disciples that stayed. Mm-hmm. And so, but they had to choose to continue to follow him. He asked them, he was like, will you also leave? As Peter said, where are we going to go? And so you have to be committed to that relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to want relationship more than being right. Mm-hmm. Some people, so many relationships end over being right. You're trying to prove that you're right mm-hmm. instead of staying in relationship. Somebody has to be the sacrificial lamb. Somebody mm-hmm. has to humble themselves. And so I feel like the best way to do that and to keep a heart in line with doing that is to look at Jesus. Mm. And I mean, and I'm not just saying figures, figurative, figuratively, like in the Bible, follow the life of Jesus in your prayer life. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the heart of Jesus to you so that you can continue to grow Mm -hmm. in his heart of love Mm -hmm. and his heart of reconciliation. Because if not, then it's inevitable Mm -hmm. that offense will come and and drive you away from people and then ultimately from God as you begin to isolate yourself. So you have to have that heart of love. And it's like in Hebrew says, looking unto Jesus. Mm the the other and finisher of our faith considering him lest we get weary and we faint in our minds and so we if we're not considering jesus we we will always become weak and weary to the things of life he said jesus endured such contradiction mm-hmm. of sinners against himself that's confrontation but we consider him <laughs> who is this guy that one was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> Jabroni. <laughs> That's hilarious. You see, I don't I'm not offended, Luke, by you calling me that. It's all good love. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that is a beautiful page. I um yeah. It, in that Jesus never 
I never see Jesus fighting for his right to be right. Right. The only thing I ever seen Jesus fighting for is for his father's will to be done. Yep. yep. And I feel like that is the shift we need to make in our lives is stop fighting for our self-righteousness are even good things that are yeah. right and allow your life to portray portray that the father's will is being done in your life in your community with your friendships mm-hmm. with your wife with your kids and that's going to speak so much more than your words of just being right yeah. and having the best theology mm-hmm. and right. ideologies and political camp and and views and that's beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. that's good why don't we pray out on that? Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord, I, I um, we are just so thankful um, that even within this theme of replacing Judas is that there is, that you have created our hearts of flesh uh, to replace uh, a heart that seemed to be hardened towards you. Um a man who's known as the son of perdition, one who turned away. But God, I just pray that our lives show our pursuit and our diligence toward you, our love for you, our love for people. And uh, Lord, it just won't be based off of our conditions or what we have or what we don't have, Um, but it'll be simply based off of your goodness um, and who you are, your faithfulness to us and understanding that, um, you're never going to leave nor forsake us. And uh, you're always going to walk alongside of us for um, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we want. That's how we want to flow. That's how we want to live our lives in that, in that perfect love that Jesus had and reflecting from his life and living out his life. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.